1: Welcome to the Scottish Suns audio podcast Looking back at all the weekend action from the SPFL Premiership and Championship With myself, Roger Hanna and our football editor, Derek McGregor
2: And Derek, a lot of the action yesterday at Tynecastle, Celtic twice in the lead Cut up field, a mistake by Augustine Poor head of that by Gomes Point pass by McGregor This is beat on and in and goal Coolly taken Celtic take the lead Near beat on, seventh goal of the season but Hearts scoring goals and injury time at the
1: end
0: of either half. Did they, did they merit a point? Without a doubt, yeah. I thought I was quite impressed with Hearts. I think they've got strength back to front. I thought great spirit. I think clearly they had seen the Celtic team sheet and, and felt, I think quite rightly, nothing to really fear there. Let's have a go. I think Celtic's record at Seincastle in recent years has been phenomenal. But I think they had a real vulnerability about them. In fairness to Celtic, you've got no Brown, you've got no Commons, no Griffiths. I think if you take the three main players out of any team, they're going to suffer. You know, I thought Hearts emerged with all the credit. I thought, in a way, it was quite bizarre for Ronnie Dyler to say his boys are back. I think if it had been Celtic fighting back twice amidst losing players through injury, then I could have totally understood where Dyler was coming from. I thought it was Hearts, ultimately, who emerged with the credit and the kind of psychological edge. Yeah, Ronnie
1: Dyler was surprisingly bullish after the game. Do you think a lot of that's down to... You know the, the injury list that you touched upon there Brown Commons, Griffiths throwing, Charlie McGrew as well, he loses Stuart Armstrong and Dedrick Boyata before half time, they were sort of patching things up all over the pitch and still came within moments of getting all three points
0: Yeah, I, I mean I think there's also an element of the pressure that Dyla is under that he has to I think he has to grasp any positive that he can now admittedly, the injury situation is is, is quite alarming for him uh, as The three key players, Brown, Commons, Griffiths, and then as the game's gone on, he's losing more players. That's, that's not exactly ideal for him or for any manager. But I still think there's a lot about Celtics' play that would be concerning for the supporters. There is no real pattern to Celtics' play as such. I think a lot of it's kind of fragmented. I think in patches, yes... It's quite impressive, but there's no obvious style. And I think Hearts, quite rightly, had no fear and they were not willing to show too much respect to what they were up against. Buob over the free kick
2: with Osman Sol, the likely man to shoot for goal. There he goes. And he's done it! Osman Sol with the equaliser for Hearts. A stunning strike from the Swede. He's had a quiet match for most of the day. But that makes up for everything. No chance for Craig Gordon.
1: There's a smashing equaliser right at the death by Osmond So. I saw him score one like that at Motherwell recently. It was a fantastic shot. Eclipsed Gary McKay, Stephen, Craig Gordon. There's no chance that any
0: goalkeeper's going to save that, Derek, is there? No, no. I mean, it's, it's a hell of a strike. You know, an absolutely hell of a strike. You could possibly call it a freakish goal. But to be fair, Osmond So, I think, as you've just said, he's, you know, he's got a track record. Of hitting from distance and being effective, he's still to sign a longer term deal at Hearts.
1: The more he scores from 25, 30 yards, the more people are going to be looking at him and
0: wonder if it's worth taking a gamble on him. Without a doubt, Roger. I think there's a number of Celtic fans that I think would quite happily take him ahead of saying a deal, Chief Chief. I think Chief Chief for me again showed very little yesterday to suggest that he's the quality that Celtic require. I think so clearly is a very important player for Hearts. Not just for scoring goals, but I think in quite a few aspects, you begin to wonder if he's just going to take his chances now and maybe seek an immediate return to England.
1: At Hearts, without Juanma, I, I didn't think they looked any the worse for, for not having Juanma in the team, because I, I used to prefer so... In a more advanced position up through the middle where so much of the play can go through him.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. If you're going to play a kind of lone kind of striker, I think in many ways, so is ideal. He's got the height, he's got the strength. I think he's decent with his feet and he can finish. Okay, he's maybe not exactly road roadrunner, but he's not the slowest either. So, yeah, I would agree with
1: you. You, you talk about on form strikers. Adam Rooney, eight goals in the last nine games and a late, late, I think we now describe them as Wally Collum penalties to, <laughs> to rescue a point for Aberdeen. At, at one point when they were 2-0 down at home to Inverness Cali Thistle on Saturday, it looked as if it was going to be a disastrous mm. weekend for Derek McInnes and the Don's title ambitions. But here we are, Monday morning, they've matched Celtic's result and they're still only a point adrift. draft.
0: Yeah, I, I think psychologically Aberdeen, you know, 2-0 down, you're thinking of, they've blown it again Aberdeen what an almighty chance to pile the pressure on Celtic Draper going again challenged by Quinn, strong play by Draper
2: that's a good pullback, Polworth Kelly Thistle take the lead the strength here of Draper, too much for Quinn and a very good pass there to Polworth
0: once again when it's really mattered they have folded but you can only give them enormous credit I mean, the desire, everything else you want to throw into the mix, the hunger, etc. There it is. They come back. They maybe even could have won it. 2 0 down, 2 2 ends up almost feeling like a victory for them. Because it still kind of turns a screw on Celtic uh, for 24 hours later. Rooney, I think Rooney is absolutely terrific. Absolutely now terrific. Johnny
2: Hayes, time running out rapidly for Aberdeen. There's David Goodwillie. Blocked there by Debye. There's a penalty given by Willie Collum. That surely hit him in the ribcage Adam Rooney to equalise for Aberdeen he is deadly from the spot it's his 14th of the season and Aberdeen have saved it
0: where I think Aberdeen have been quite fortunate at the moment I don't quite think they've had the injuries I think they've had one or two isolated cases but if they lost say Rooney, Hayes, McGinn just as Celtic have lost Brown, Griffiths Commons would Aberdeen be good enough?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, without Mark Reynolds, I think they, they miss Willow Flood at the weekend. Ryan Jack, he's, he's come back into the team. They got a point. They're now at home to Thistle on Wednesday night. Well, Celtic have a, a, a potentially tricky trip mm. to Den Spar. Is there a title race on,
0: Derek? Very definitely. I've felt since the start of the season, Roger, that Aberdeen can make history this season. I think it comes down to belief. I would be amazed if behind the scenes, Derek McInnes is saying anything other than the fact that yes, we can do this. I think publicly I think he plays a smart game because there's that thin line from being kind of leaving yourself open to total ridicule. But there's also, you don't want to downplay it too much because I definitely think Celtic are there for the taking. Where undoubtedly Celtic will have the advantage in the month coming up is their their, their transfer muscle. I think January the start of this year, they suddenly swoop for Armstrong Mackay Stephen. That makes a difference. It could come down to who's Celtic sign again. I definitely think looking at the points, Roger, I think there's a real vulnerability about Celtic. And you also cannot rule out a managerial change with Celtic and everything else that that creates.
1: It's Monday morning at the Scottish Sun. It's a traditional direct. With a cup of coffee, we look through the papers and then we discuss a controversial Willie Collum penalty decision. <laughs> now, last week it was Blair Alston, an imaginary handball at Falkirk. This week it's Danny Devine and an imaginary handball at Pataudry. What, what did you make of the, the penalty they gave Aberdeen an equaliser?
0: Now, I have to confess, I haven't seen rerun after rerun. The first time I saw it, I did think it was a penalty. Because if there's one thing that infuriates me about handballs in the box, is situations like the one at Pataudry we saw, where a defender will come rushing out for a shot, his arms are all over the place, and some are given, some are not. And at first sight, I I thought it was a penalty. But I I respect other people's views. You know, I've I've read and I've listened to others saying, where's the handball? We've watched it and we've watched it and we cannot see it. Has it come off his head? Columns obviously made an instinctive call. That then leads itself to another argument. Should referees make instinctive calls? Is that good enough? Or should it be 100% certainty with what they're seeing? I don't think that angle he could have consulted the linesman. I think it was either his shout or no-one else's. He's given it.
1: We spoke about it in we Strikers have we, touched Osmond so We've touched Adam Rooney. Nobody is in better form than Liam Boyce.
2: Well, Boyce is in the clear. He's onside. Great chance for County. And it's taken by Liam Boyce. His 15th goal of the season. Deadly finishing.
1: Of, of the Ross County. A hard at the weekend. A 5-2 win against Indy. Ross County are twice behind in the game. And yet... Boyce has just turned it around, and the scissors kick the acrobatic goal. I Brilliant.
2: think for, for the second, which is fantastic. Genty coming forward again, not happy with a one-goal lead. That's Foster playing oh, it out. Boys, spectacular from Liam Boyce. He can do nothing wrong at the moment.
0: Brilliant. Well, you know, we often talk about clubs. Clearly clubs with better resources have, have got a better situation they can sign better players and to me Roger it always comes down to an eye for a player whatever you spend to spend 1.5 million in that dear Chief Chief Ross County signed Boyce for nothing
1: who's the better player? And Boyce was a player who had a trial at Celtic who had a like. trial
0: exactly but who who? if you were a manager what striker would you sign right now? In court coming forward again cue there by Pig, but not by Boyce
2: it's the hat-trick For the second time this season His tally is now 17 Poor defending by Mick But what a finish by Boyce I
1: mean he's absolutely terrific And you could see with the goals he's got He scores all type of goals You know he's not just poacher goals Inside the six yard box He's looking to get into the Northern Ireland squad He should be in the Northern Ireland squad To go to Euro 2016 Ross County must wonder He's got 17 goals in the league this season How are they going to keep him in the long term?
0: I would imagine Ross County you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host are in that category of club that when they sign players they probably say to them right away if you know if it's like a boy who's trying to revive his career look use us use us as the platform we don't mind Because if you're doing well, we're doing well, and then ultimately we might get a transfer fee. That should realistically be their aim. That is what Ross County, I think, are about. Ross County are not going to keep a gem for long term if he's delivering. You know, and Boyce is earning the plaudits he's getting. Terrific. What other striker would be is on with him at the minute, Rooney?
1: It's going to to turn into a big week, actually, for, for Liam Boyce and Ross County. Had they lost... Dundee indeed, when they're going above them into 5th place but now they've got a win they've got a cushion over the likes of Partick and Dundee and they've got Kilmarnock and Dingwall on Tuesday night a win would take them to within 1 point of St Johnston and 3 points of Hearts in 3rd
0: place Well, it's quite remarkable looking at the league table Roger I mean, understandably a lot of the focus is on Dundee United, they look adrift, they look doomed but the playoff place I think is largely been overlooked and if you consider the amount of teams that are in contention for that, you quite rightly point out the, the potential with the games this week. But I mean, right up until you know, you've got Partick Thistle in sixth down, they're all fine to avoid a playoff. Yeah.
1: And Dundee you know? are in that mix after you know, that heavy defeat in Dingwall. Kane Hemmings, five goals in two games for them now. If, if they're going to stay clear of that mm. relegation playoff place, Hemings is going to be a big player for them, Derek.
2: Dundee on the attack with Greg Stewart. Always dangerous coming forward That's Hemmings The combination works again for Dundee Stuart to Hemmings And Dundee have the lead
0: Crucial, you know, and Rory Loy as well I saw the other day that Paul Hartley was saying That he'd had a pep talk with Hemmings And then, what's the end result? Hemmings suddenly starts scoring again And on the face of that You can only put that down as good man management by Hartley you're right, Hemings is critical for Dundee, Rory Loy. I thought at the time they were shrewd signings by Hartley. You know, Dundee seemed to have found a bit of form again. And certainly, I think for Celtic and Wednesday night, suddenly Dundee are a trickier opposition for them than they yeah. were, say, two, three weeks ago. Yeah.
1: Talking about that relegation playoff thing, I mean, Motherwell couldn't pull further away. Their game at Tannadice was off because of the waterlogged pitch. Thistle, their game at home to St. Johnson was off because of the waterlogged pitch. The real beneficiaries this weekend have been Kilmarnock because it looked gloomy for Gary Locke after that 4-0 home defeat against Aberdeen. But they've gone to Hamilton, they've won. Topi Obadei getting the goal midway through the second half.
2: Keelty once again. This is McGuinness, lively and energetic up front. That's a fine delivery. Obadei and he's gone in! A miscue completely by Topi Abadei, but it's found the net. Well, he kicks this into the turf, and that's what deceived Michael McGovern.
1: And they're back in touch with the pack. Yeah. And if they get something at Dingle on Tuesday night, they're right in there again.
0: Absolutely. I mean, what a result for Gary Lockett and Saturday. I mean, tremendous. Uh, although you've seen the goal.
1: Yeah. I don't think he can do that again.
0: No, no. I mean, anyone calls that a great finish. They had a good look at themselves. They've been too much Christmas sherry there. But what a result. Suddenly turns the screw again on the others. You know They've got a 0-0 at Celtic.
1: And And a 2-2 at home to Celtic. And a 2-2
0: at home to Celtic. And I saw both games. So you know if if things go well on the night, what they can do. If they can do that with Celtic, they can definitely go to Dingwall and get a result. So it's getting seriously interesting down there.
1: Yeah, and the the thing is, it's odd for Kamala because they've taken quite a few more points away from home than they have at Rugby Park, so it yeah. really shouldn't surprise us that they've won a, a way to an out of
0: sorts Hamilton team who are now being sucked right into it. Hamilton, quite rightly, have got a lot of plaudits, as has Martin Canning, who obviously took his time to find his feet replacing Alec Neal. You know, it's almost like Hamilton's runs get under the radar, Roger. Yeah. I mean Hamilton are plummeting a bit.
1: Yeah, they were fifth and suddenly down suddenly down to ninth off the back of two or three defeats. Very
0: worrying form for Martin Canning because a lot of a lot of our attention, the media attention in general, has been away from Hamilton. They are plummeting. And you know, unless they're careful, they're right in there.
1: It's a huge game for them against Cali Thistle. They tied there in twenty-two points with Cali Thistle just in the midst of that, bottom six. They host Callie Thistle Wednesday afternoon, three o'clock kickoff at New Douglas Park. They have to take at least something from that to, to arrest this decline.
0: Without a doubt, you know. And I, the other thing that there's much to admire about Hamilton, but you know, the other thing that would concern me is that it's not as if I've got a huge fan base, Roger. It's not as if teams going to Hamilton are going to they're going into a cauldron. Yeah, only two thousand there at the weekend. You know, and I, I, I sometimes I think the town of Hamilton, you know, and there's obviously clearly a lot of unemployment, etc. I fully understand that. But sometimes I wonder if the town deserves an SPFL team. I think they're just maybe better suited for a championship team going for a title. But, you know, and, and, and I think when the team is struggling, they don't have a big support that can get them going again. What, what actually worries me as much, Derek, is, and, and you see it again in the, in the Scottish runs
1: Team of the Week, every week Hamilton's top player seems to be Michael McGovern. Yeah. Save after save against Kilmarnock again at the weekend. And you would worry if A, McGovern was injured or suspended, or B, someone came in. And took him away from Hamilton, just where Aki's would be.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, or alternatively, I mean, if he was to uh, suffer a loss of form. I mean, he's another, I think he's another player in our country. Probably, maybe, he doesn't get the profile or the headlines that he maybe his consistency deserves. I don't know about you, I I think he's one of the best, I think, in, in, in our top flight. As you say, he's such a key man for Hamilton. Team of the week, team of the week, team of the week. But sooner or later, his form's
1: going to have a wee dip. Yeah, we're hoping it's not in Euro 2016 when he's up against Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller.
0: Oh, he's certainly going to get enough practice then, isn't <laughs> he? I mean, I think the Euros could be such a life-changing, a career-changing uh, month for him. But how can he arrest this kind of de- yeah. decline in form? a big one for him.
1: We're recording this podcast on Monday morning ahead of the top-of-the-table championship game between Rangers and Hibs. Ibrox. As things stand, though, it was a big weekend for Falkirk. They moved within three points of the top two. A one 0 home win against dumbarton If it's a draw at Ibrox today, Falkirk can win at home to Livingston tomorrow night, and suddenly they're just a point behind the top oh. two. Peter Houston must believe they're in with a chance at a Championship title.
0: By the way, I mean the Falkirk story. I think's quite remarkable. I mean, we're talking about teams operating under the radar. I mean, you know, Falkirk. Folkirk have been delighted. They've 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 been they've just allowed Alan Stubbs and Mark Warburton to carry on their kind of panto <laughs> script build up to this big game. Meanwhile they just got on with business. Houston's done a terrific job. Absolutely. There's been no problems for Houston. Great job. And they just carry on doing what they're doing. As you say, a draw. For Rangers and Hibs today, it'd be nice to know that Falkirk can maybe make one or two signs. I don't know if they can do that.
1: And Falkirk did so well. I mean, they came within seconds of a victory at Easter Road. They got a victory over Rangers at the Falkirk Stadium. They're now in a position where. They're now taking on the teams at the bottom of the league. You know, they, they they took on Dumbarton, beat them on Saturday. They've got Livingston on Tuesday night. They go to Alloa on Saturday evening, live in the television. They'll believe they can win all of those games.
0: Oh, without and, a doubt, and, and you know, keep pace with the top two. Without a doubt, I mean, I think when you beat, I think when you beat Rangers, and you know, you go to Easter Road, you take a point. Why, why shouldn't they think? Yeah. They can, you know, and you know, you know yourself, and confidence is as it is at the moment they'll go into every game believing in themselves you know,
1: and you see the ups and downs of football Blair Alston that handball decision what they call them at the end of the Rangers game ultimately it didn't cost them anything because Danny Rogers saved Martin Waghorn's penalty but from that low to the high of a fantastic winner for Foghawk against them
0: that's football, Roger, yeah, isn't
1: it? Talented young player. I, <laughs> I mean, you look through that Falkirk team, there are so many of these talented young players. Peter Grant, who scored in the Cup final last season. Craig Sybil, still a young guy. Will Vokes is impressing people. And young Kevin O'Hara up front is impressing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the whole ethos of Falkirk, there's so much to be admired. And, you know, and it's great that while they're developing young players and blooding them and, and sticking with them, they can also be successful at the same time. You know, And that's fantastic. I mean, Volks in particular as a player, I do admire. You go through the team as you say. I mean, there, there's some real shrewd signings in that team. For me, okay, you, you, a manager always wants a big budget, but you know, a manager should have an eye for a player. He shouldn't just be relying on other people. And you look at the Falkirk side, and there's some shrewd signings in there. Yeah. That's a manager that knows what he's doing. They
1: won't have it easy on Tuesday night. I saw Livingston at St Mirren on Saturday. A four-one win. David Hopkins' first game in caretaker charge after the sacking of Mark Butchell. 4-1 and it was really going on anything you like it, it just showed the size of the task facing Alec Ray at St Murren but it also showed that there's a potential there for, for either David Hopkin or whoever gets the job in a full-time basis.
0: I think the sacking of Mark Burchill, and I think you agree with me, was, I think, ridiculous. Mm, yeah. I
1: think David Hopkin agrees as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think David Hopkin mortified, and I'm sure he consulted Burchill before agreeing to stay on. So I'm not particularly in the mood to be wishing Livingston well right now. Ridiculous sacking, but I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against Falkirk at all mm-hmm. in that one. You know, Livingston, for any manager coming in, there's a chance to shape things. There's a yeah. chance to mould it.
1: There's a chance for Alec like, to shape things at St Mirren. They were so poor, they're now down in that relegation playoff slot, having come down and been relegated from the Premiership. Did you look at a team, Derek, who have got used to losing games, and, and, and when they go
0: behind, there's no answer, there's no comeback from them. I mean, they've not gone at home this season. Yeah. I mean, if it was a 2-1... OK, it's still disappointing for him. But 4-1 from Livingston.
1: Yeah, it could have been more.
0: Incredible. You know, and I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think there's too many players in that dressing room with a wrong attitude.
1: And what a game they've got next. Away to Morton and the Renfrewshire Derby at Capelo on Saturday.
0: Well, football being the way it is lately, they could go there and win 3-0. And <laughs> you just think, where did that come from? Yeah. I mean, certainly Alec Ray has got his work cut out. He'll, he'll be desperate. To, uh, to be busy in the January window. I think ins and outs, you know?
1: Yeah, I would agree. Derek, thanks very much indeed. <laughs>